It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz have won eight straight for the first time since 2010. First time in Quinn Snyder's career. And they are the only teams in the league that have won eight straight this year are Cleveland, Houston, the Thunder, and the Warriors, and the Celtics, and the Jazz. Pretty cool. They're playing great. And the collectiveness of this group right now, Ron, is awesome to watch. It puts us in a class of, uh, of some pretty good teams. But it's been fun to watch with the, with the way the Jazz are getting it done. And, and it's so impressive to watch that first quarter, how they really have been, uh, again, over 50% in that first quarter. So they're getting off to a, such a great start. Uh, I know that uh, Rubio has been averaging eight points, almost eight points a ball game in that first quarter. Didn't happen tonight, but he, that's he's been our, 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 our jump starter for the most part. Ron, the first comment that comes in from Isaac Okinson says that it looks like they're having fun, and that's just so abundantly clear. How does that happen, and how much does that matter as a player? When, you, when you're playing well, everything's going well, you're shooting the basketball well, individually you're thinking, okay, you're thinking how well you're playing and, and you know, how you can help the basketball team. Then you look collectively, you know, uh, how we're getting it done, that extra pass. Uh, and then you look at the game plan, you, you, you love the game plan of what's going. I mean, everything just falls into place. Yes, you're going to have fun when you're winning. It's no different than any other sport when you're winning. Uh, there's what are you going to say bad about it? You know, so that's that's exactly what I see. Ricky Rubio did not finish the game. He got injured. He got hit on the hip. Uh, evidently was in a lot of pain at halftime. Came out and played, and then went straight back to the locker room with Mike Elliott. Uh, came back out, and then the Jazz didn't need him because they closed the game so well. Uh, so that's the only concern on tonight. From a big picture standpoint, what jumped out to me, Ron, really actually was kind of this is Hornet. The Jazz kind of played the Hornets are a pretty good team they're you look at their players you like them each of their guys does something well they're an average offense team they're a little bit better than an average defensive team and yet they're nine games below 500 because they're 29th in the league offensively in fourth quarters and they've lost more close games than just about anybody other than Dallas and so the Jazz has kind of fit that script they played they controlled the game they never went away and then finally just kind of stretched it out on the Hornets as all their weaknesses got exposed and that's actually the sign of a pretty good team when you can expose the other team's weaknesses and, and also you can throw in there you just mentioned about the number of close games that they have lost but they're in a position to win them, even though they haven't won them. They're 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 in a position to win them because of, of the close ball games. I remember is it 15 or 16 consecutive? I think uh, games that they've lost by three points or less. Uh, that didn't happen tonight. Uh, obviously, the one last night went into overtime. So, but they put themselves in a position to win. I, I, I uh, Kimba obviously, you know, makes that team go. I don't see anything about this team that that's just overwhelms you other than the fact that they just flat out get the job done all right so when we're talking about the jazz tonight we have to have a little fun because joe ingles had a career high but joe ingles made dwight howard look so foolish tonight i mean time and time again he'd drive the basket dwight howard who's known for not being the greatest team player in the league maybe one of the least good team players in the league was so into his personal battle with rudy gobert that Joe Ingles would just, like, peek over at Rudy or ball fake to Rudy, and Dwight Howard would, like, lurch, and Joe Ingles would lay it up in Just freeze him. He just froze him. He just froze him in his tracks. Just a little, he's not going very fast. I mean, he, that's as slow as you can go to get, a, to, to get a layup. And how many times did they let him go to his left to make, the, to make that move? And he just, 
And you're absolutely right. He just didn't go over to challenge uh, Joe and just lays it. I think Joe may have had three or four layups from that left side strictly because of that. And uh, You didn't get him when Cody Zeller was in the game. <laughs> but it, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, and I don't Maybe not funny, but it's, it's kind of nice watching his pace. Uh, he, he's never in a hurry, but he just flat out gets the job done. He, he made a comment down there with, with Chris and Kenny, Kenny after the ball game about uh, the little floater that he's starting to shoot. That's three or four ball games in a row. He's gotten into paint and he's, he's been making this little floater. And he just says, I didn't think I could improve my game at the age of 30. You know, so he knows he's getting better. I mean, his rise is really unheard of. I mean, this is a guy who, if it's not for Chris Paul, I think it was Chris Paul breaking a finger so that they decide to sign Jared Cunningham and release him, that may have really never gotten much of a chance. The Clippers aren't big into development and practice, so he would have been just buried on the back of their bench. He gets released. Great story about his wife is on the plane from Australia, his fiance at the time, coming to see him make his NBA debut, and by the time she time between she takes off and lands from Australia, he's been released. So he picks her up at the airport and says, well, honey, we're getting a few days vacation in L.A., but we're going there. But then we're going back home, and he gets the call from the Jazz. But what's incredible is everything about his game is different. I mean, he used to be catch the ball and take, you know, a short Australian hour to get a ball, get a shot off. And, and now he's got a quick release three. He's got this floater. He's playing with the ball. I mean, it is a testament to Joe first and foremost, but secondarily kind of Quinn and his staff and Dennis and his staff for being able to, to develop him into just a completely different player. Yeah, I, I, we've watched this new Joe Ingles. We watched him from the time he got here when he was just trying to, to make sure he didn't make mistakes out there on the floor, passing the basketball, taking shots when, uh, only when he was open and not trying to create anything, uh, but just trying to be a solid player to give himself a chance to make a basketball team to where he's at now. To, and uh, he's absolutely right. At the age of 30, who would have thought that he would be improved as much as he has you know, from, the time, from the time he's been here? And then you go back there. I know, let's go back, uh, David, about 20 games ago when you and I and everyone else was thinking about, okay, you know, 35 minutes is way too many minutes for him. And, and you know, he right now he's, uh, who cares? You know, leave him out there. It might be too many, and that's actually only Jay Crowder can probably get his numbers back down to 28, and for a long-term issue that probably is helpful to Joe Ingles. If, but he's absolutely functioning at 33. It's incredible that he's found a way to do it. Uh the other thing that's happened in this win streak is that Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert are playing together a lot and really quite tremendously good uh, together, which they were not earlier this year. And that's the reward. And, and I'm, I'm so glad that the Jazz did not put a, pull a trigger on, on Derek Favors because I think right now it's, it's a plus and it really makes a big difference with those guys out there on the floor now. Uh, obviously, we'd like to see Derek be able to rely a little bit more from 20 feet out, maybe a, a little from the three-point line but boy that rebounding is awfully good I think the defense is really really good and uh you know who would have thought it not more you can say about that just glad to see what's your favorite play of the night you have three choices they are not allowed to involve Donovan Mitchell they can be Jonas Jarebko rolling through the lane for a dunk they can be Derek Favors just pure explosion dunk or Rudy Gobert's rim run where he pinned Cody Zeller um I'm going to go with what brought the crowd to their feet, and that was Derek Favors' dunk. Baby. I was, we was trying to see on TV where he took off from. I know we took, he took off outside of the, the three-point uh, 
points in the paint thing there. He took off from there, and it seemed like he was still rising when he got to got to the rim. I just want to point out that Royce O'Neal had 8.7 rebounds, two assists, and we don't even talk about it anymore because we've just gotten used to it. He's been great. I thought Neto was fabulous tonight uh, and cl- it was helpful with Ricky Rubio out. Derek Favors was terrific. Gobert had 20 and 11. Donovan Mitchell had 25 on 8 of 21 shooting and had some highlights that just will have you not be able to get another workout in the gym again. Before I start commenting on Donovan, Raul, Neto, how many players can make an impact on a game and, and not hardly score? He had two points, and that was that buzzer be lay, layup that he had. But he seems to make an impact on the game when he's out there on the floor. And I'm sure Quinn has to love that. Uh, they're, they're, they're trusting him or they're going to have to trust him now because he's definitely going to be the, the backup point guard. He's going to be that third point guard, I, I think, when Donovan is not there. But Donovan, uh, he's not sick anymore. You can tell, couldn't you? You know what's <laughs> scary about Donovan? is Donovan has scored 25 points tonight. His off-the-bounce three-point shot game is not good. It's like 26%. He's going to figure that out. Yeah. Like, that's going to happen. And when that happens, he's not guardable. Yeah, he is definitely not guardable. I'll tell you something else that he's le- really learning how to do. And, and uh, Joe Ingles did it quite a few times here tonight, too. It's, it's play with a screen. I mean, just play with it. They go underneath. You go one way. They come, you, go, you go back the other way until you find that angle to drive to the basket or pull up and shoot the three-point shot. That's what I'm watching with him out on the perimeter. Playing with that pick that's set by Rudy or Derek Favors or whoever. Just play with it, play with it, play with it until, okay, the, the defender gets tired. Okay, go ahead and shoot the ball. Okay, the other one I loved was the, remember, in Charlotte, he gets trapped three times and turns the ball over three times late in the game. The last dunk, which may have been the best of the night, is they're coming up. They're going to double. He takes one step left as though he's going off the pick and goes away from the pick. Turned the Kimber bi- around, didn't he? And the big is already committed to doubling him <laughs> on the other side, and now he's rolling down the middle of the lane. That's just a sign of smarts and development. And, and if you saw it on the replay, I mean, he just turned Kimba around. I mean, Kimba all of a sudden had his back to him because he was trying to make sure he got over the screen, and, and all of a sudden there's that, this bowling alley lane all the way to the basket. I'm sure his eyes got big enough to work. And Nicholas Batum is still retreating from his other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. That is Postcast. Thanks for tuning in. Jazz have won eight straight. We'll be in Portland. This has been part of the Locked On Jazz podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great night. Hi, guys. This is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.